Amen. Amen. Well, let's go to the Word. What do you say? Amen. Well, we've had a great service thus far, and I'm, I'm excited. I've been, I've been preaching on living the blessed life. Will you all say that with me just to get you warmed up? If you haven't gathered yet, I like it when you talk. I like it when uh, I get feedback. And, and so uh, say that with me. Say, living the blessed life. But today, obviously, I want to, to talk about living a thankful life. We all say that with me? Say, living a thankful life. And I don't think I've actually said this yet. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, living a thankful life. God expects us to be thankful. God expects us. That's an expectation that he has for us to be thankful. And I think it's easy to say, as we've done so much already in this service, we have something to be thankful for. Each and every one of us, we have something to be thankful for. Maybe sometimes it might be a little bit harder to find that something because there's things going on and situations happen. But there's always, there's always something to be thankful for. I can always thank God that he has saved me. That when I was a mess, he looked down and said, I love you. I love you, and I'll always love you, and I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I thank God that we serve a living God, a God who is not dead, but he is alive. Can you say alive? He is alive, and he'll be alive forevermore. He's sitting at the right hand of our Heavenly Father, making intercession for us. What does that mean? He's speaking on my behalf, that he loves me, that Jesus loves me so much. Not only did he die for me, but then he sent us his Holy Spirit. So not only am I thankful for salvation, but I'm thankful that I get to live a life with the Holy Spirit here on earth, that he is living inside of me, that I can be full of his spirit, that I can have the gifts of the spirit flow in my life, and that those gifts will help me. How many of y'all need help? Oh man, I need some help. I was telling on Thursday night during our Bible study, which um, again, I always like to throw this out there. I encourage you to try to make our Bible studies have been great on Thursday nights. I was telling them, that I had the Lord just help me out. And it's the little things. You know, like I said, God will bless you in the little ways. On uh, Tuesday, I get here to, to work, and I turn my car off, and I'm, I'm doing a couple things, and I go to uh, my, I have a forerunner. And so the back window rolls down. I don't know if you've ever seen those. And the window rolls down, so I rolled down the window, I got some stuff out, and you turn the key, you put the key in the back door, and you turn it to roll the window up. You turn it and you hold it, and it rolls the window up. And uh, I could tell over the last maybe month or so that it was getting a little harder to crank the car. You're a mechanic, you know, it get, you get a little harder to crank the car, and, and it, it seemed like the battery was just struggling a little bit. And especially if I had turned some lights on or done something in the car, it would be even harder. And so I go to turn the, the, the glass, turn the key, get the glass going up, and it goes, and it was moving that slow. I was like praying in the Holy Ghost, trying to get, just get the window all the way up. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, go, go, go. And it finally closes. I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. I get in the car, click, 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 click. I'm like, oh man. So I looked it up, and lo and behold, it was a three-year battery. It had lasted a little over three years, so it had done its job. It's time for me to get a new battery. So I asked one of our neighbors, I got a jump box, and I go to get a battery. Well, I did not realize that the market for batteries apparently has skyrocketed. And they wanted nearly $200 for this battery. I said, no, sir. I walked right out the store. I said, nope, I ain't doing that. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. I'm going to Walmart. And so I walk out, and... Uh, and uh, I won't tell you what store I was at, but, but I walk out 
and I sit in my car, and in my spirit, God says, hey, check online. And so I start, I never moved my car. I checked online, bought the battery online from the same store, got almost four or a little over $40 off the battery, sitting in the parking lot, walked back in the store and said, hey, I bought that battery. He said, what? I said, yeah, I bought the battery online. Here's my receipt. He gave me the battery, then helped me install it, and I left with a $40 cheaper battery. I'm thankful for stuff like that. I'm thankful for moments like that. I'm thankful for moments of salvation. Have y'all ever come up on a, uh, moments of safety? Have y'all ever come up on a wreck? And you just know that could have been me, but it wasn't. And I, I pray for the other family, but I'm thankful that God kept me safe. I'm thankful. I am grateful. We've got to live a grateful life. At the very least, we're thankful for salvation. Look at this verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. We're going to look at a couple different scriptures, but this would definitely be the main scripture for today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything. Say that with me. Say, in everything. Say, give thanks. He says here, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's the will of God, that we rejoice always. That there be a rejoicing, that there be a happiness, that there be a, you know what? It doesn't matter what comes my way, I'm going to rejoice. It doesn't matter what happens to me, I'm going to rejoice. It doesn't matter what my day looks like or how my day started or how I feel, I am going to rejoice. I'm going to pray without ceasing, that's his will. We spent a month on prayer in September. It was amazing. Or excuse me, in October. Got my months twist, twisted up. The whole month of October we spent on praying. So I'm going to jump today, obviously. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything. Now notice a very, very key point here. He said, give thanks in everything, not for everything. You know, we don't thank God for sickness and disease. That doesn't come from God. We looked at that last week, and I encourage you, go get the podcast. I preached a really good sermon last week on the goodness of God and the badness of the devil. I don't know if badness is a word, but the goodness of God, I know goodness is a word, and how the, that God is good and the devil is bad. And it was, it's a great sermon. It's all biblical. I put as much scripture in it as I could to explain how we know when something's from God and how we know when it's not. So I don't have time to rehash that today. Go, go, go listen to it. But we don't thank God for sickness. That comes from the devil. I don't thank God for calamity. That comes from the devil. I don't thank God for troubles. Now, so how do I do this then? It says in everything give thanks, not for everything. Well, what do I thank God for? I thank him for the promise. I thank him for the solution. I praise him for, here's a good one, I can praise him for the last time he brought me out. Because see, God didn't put the, the sickness, disease, trouble, calamity, problem. He didn't put that in your life, but he's the one that will bring you out of it. How many of y'all can y'all just know that's to be true? He will bring you out of it. He wants to bring you out of it. That's his whole purpose is that we, he put us on this earth to praise him. He put us on this earth to have relationship with him. He put us on this earth to have communion with him. I, I don't want to have communion with a God that's beating me with a bat every time I turn around. I want, I, I mean... How many of y'all would, 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 you know, let me, let me rephrase that differently. If you're a parent, how many of you would beat up your children? You wouldn't. And God doesn't do that either. He wants us 
to be thankful. He wants us to be grateful. So what are we grateful for? We don't thank him for sickness, disease, calamity, destruction. In those things, this is what I wrote down, I'm thanking him for his promises. I'm thanking him for the solution, even if I haven't seen it yet. And I'm thanking him for the last time he got me out. You know, that reminds yourself and the devil. Sometimes you just got to remind yourself. Sometimes when you see something, oh man, I don't know how you're going to do it, God. But I know that last time, two years ago, you got me out of that situation. And I know you're going to get me out of this one. I know that it doesn't look like I'm going to make it. But by Jesus, I know that I can. I know that, that all things are possible to him. Who I know that all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. I know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You see what I'm doing? I'm taking scripture and I'm putting it against the problem. And I'm thankful, number one, that I've got scripture. He says that you can use scripture as a sword, that it's a weapon. Well, how can you use it? If you don't have that, if you don't walk out your house with that weapon, if you don't walk out, you've got to have that weapon. You've got to have that, that so that when the problem comes, I've got something to throw back at it. So how can I be thankful when all this? Pastor, listen, you don't understand. You don't understand. The, I don't have to understand. This wasn't a conditional statement. He said, in everything, it's the will of God that in everything, in every problem, in every situation, in everything that's going on, give thanks to God. Give thanks to God in everything. Say that with me. Say, in everything. Let me tell you something. If you have lost anything, God is the reason you haven't lost everything. If you've lost anything, You can put that on the screen, Gage. God is the reason you haven't lost everything. So you have something to be thankful for. And when you get that that perception change, when you get that perspective change, okay, now I'm not looking at God as the problem. It's much easier to, to find and look for ways to be thankful. You know, you have to look for, you have to constantly look for ways to be thankful. You have to constantly look for ways to be thankful. It's something that we must constantly look for. It's the will of God for us to give thanks. So I've got to constantly look for ways to give thanks. In my marriage, in my job, in my life. You know, I've passed up many opportunities in my marriage to gripe and complain. Anybody, anybody want to agree? Okay, okay, a few of you. I thought I was the only one. I was like, come on now. I know y'all aren't holier than me. Come on. No, we've all been there. How about, how about at your job? I'm sure none of you have complained at your job. Nobody's complained at their job, right? <laughs> right? I mean, I, 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 I've passed up opportunities to complain, and I've refocused. I've trained myself. I've looked for ways to be thankful. I've looked for ways. You've got to constantly look for ways to give thanks. It's not something, I'll be honest with you. In the world that we live in that focuses on the issues, that magnifies the issues, you've got to change and and redirect and renew your mind to think like God wants you to think. How does he want you to think? He wants you to give thanks. He wants you to be thankful. How do I? You determine in your heart, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to find something. I'm going to look for ways to give thanks. Why? Because I've got something to be thankful for. Why? Because God asked me to. Why? Because he's a good God. Why? Because I love him. Why? Because he's a good God. Why? I don't, I don't need to know why. I just need to give thanks. I just need to give thanks. 
Let me give you some other reasons, though. Because not only should we do it for all those reasons, but also there is a return when we give thanks. See, it'll shift, it'll shift your focus when you give thanks. It'll shift your perception. You know, I've, I, I do photography and I do video and things like that. Have y'all ever seen a camera where maybe you've done it with your phone where it gets real blurry? Or maybe it focuses on the wrong thing, right? And you're like, man, why is the person blurry and the tree's in focus and you've got a picture of a tree and like you have to delete it, right? And then you have to retake it and you have to focus on the person. See, when you are, when you, especially, listen to me, especially when you're facing something, giving thanks changes your focus. It shifts your focus. Instead of focusing on the wrong thing, now I'm making myself focus on the one who's got the solution. You see that? I'm focusing on the one who's going to provide the way. I'm focusing on the one who's got the remedy that I need. I'm, and I know that if God helped somebody, if God's helped Pastor JT, God is no respecter of persons. I'm not anybody special. If God did it for me, then he'll do it for you. Say that with me. Say, if God did it for him, now point at yourself and say, God will do it for me. Come on, y'all. i got to say it again. Say it like you mean it. Say, God will do it for me. God wants to see you blessed. This is a perfect transition from living a blessed life into living a thankful life because if we can live a thankful life, we'll live a blessed life. I truly believe that. Thanks is something that we can give to God. You know, Psalms 150, we don't have it on the screen, but I just wanted to read this. It says, praise the Lord. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise him for his unequaled greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with the loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Say that with me. Say, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Do you have breath? Who gave you that breath? Let everything that's been given breath by God praise God. There is no prerequisite for our praise. God just deserves it. There's no prerequisite. You don't have to wait to the right moment. You don't have to wait for the right music. Listen, I know that... that um, um, our music is great. I know that it's, it's right now, it's accomplishing its mission, that, it, 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 you know, that God inhabits the praises of his people, and our music has room for improvement. I recognize that. I am not the best singer. Thank you for worshiping with me. I'm up here just to praise God, and I'm believing God for, for musicians and singers and all that. But listen, you don't have to wait for the right music. You don't have to wait for the right beat. You don't have to wait for the right, you know, atmosphere. In the, you can create the atmosphere in the room with your praise. You can create the atmosphere that you need. I've been in my car. I remember one time right before we had kids, my wife and I were driving home from, from work and we were going and we were, I could tell you exactly where I was on Palmetto Street in Florence, South Carolina. And I almost had to pull over. We just started just praising God. There was some, not anything necessarily wrong, but just some things we were believing for and some things we were hoping for. And we began to just praise God and just thank God. And the, the entire atmosphere in our car changed. See, you can change your focus and change your atmosphere. If you feel like you're in a negative atmosphere at work, just start praising God. Your desk will be different than everybody else's. All of a sudden, everybody will be coming, hey, what's up, girl? Um, mm -hmm. I, just, I just wanted to just come hang out. 
you know, I don't know why I changed my voice like that. I guess that's how people at your work sound. I don't know. You don't have to feel grateful to be grateful. You don't have to feel. I mean, the thing is, is once you choose to be grateful, you'll feel grateful. Once you choose to feel grateful, you'll be grateful. I've had, I've had to do that. Just in recent weeks, I've had to live by this practice. I'm not preaching something this morning that I haven't had to work hard in my life. Sometimes it comes easy, and sometimes I have to say, nope. Sometimes I have to look in the mirror and say, nope, you're not going to be negative. Nope, you're not going down that road. You're not going to think like that. God has promised you too much. He's been too good to you. And I'll, I'll literally give myself a little pep talk and then go praise God. I'm serious. Sometimes you've got to do that. I've got to determine, and we've got to determine to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians, again, just to remind you, put it up there one more time. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. You know, Jesus gave thanks. And as I begin to kind of wrap up today, because I went a little long last week, so I'm going to go a little short this week. Plus, there's some other things happening after the service. But Jesus gave us an exciting and, and really near perfect example of giving thanks. You know, there was many times where Jesus was teaching and he would, he would go about and he would just attract thousands of people. And in this moment, this story they were reading, it says that there were 5,000 men. It was common practice back in those times to not count the women and children. They would only count the men. So if there were 5,000 men, it's, it's more than likely there were at least 15,000, if not more. Okay, so the colonial life arena is full. Jesus is on the court. He's preaching. And, and, and we see this moment in John chapter 6 where Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to, to test Philip, for he himself knew what he would do. I want you all to take note of that. If you've got your Bibles or, or you're taking notes, write down John 6, 6. And then I, if, you, if you have your Bibles, I want you to highlight that or underline that. He knew what he would do. He knew, and y'all probably know the story, so you know where this is going, but maybe you, I, I just, that, that jumped off the page at me. He knew. He knew what he would do. So he knows what he would do, and then Philip answered him. John chapter 6, verse 7. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient to them. Eh, wrong answer. That's not what Jesus was looking for. He says every one of them will have a little. But then one of Jesus' disciples, Andrew Simon, or Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a, there's a little boy over here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? See, both of them, even though Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was a little bit closer, both of them were focusing on the problem. There's not enough. It's not enough. How are you going to do this? I got, I got one said, uh, we don't have enough money. And one said, we don't have enough food. But Jesus knew what he would do. Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. When he had given thanks, he distributed, it, he distributed them to the disciples. And 
the disciples to those who were sitting down, they distributed, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing will be lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets of fragments from the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, they said, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. If you'll go back to that verse, verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had giving, given thanks, the first thing he did, the first thing he did was thank God. The first thing he did, and you know what I find interesting, is that at that moment, it says he took the loaves. He didn't take the multiplied loaves. He took the loaves that he had. He took what was given to him. And I know that this is Jesus, but he said later on, he said that, listen, greater works will you do than me, that I've set the example for, for, for you of what God can do through you. So if we look at him as an example, we see they focus on the problem. He focused on what he had. He took it and he gave thanks for what he had, for what he had. And in giving thanks for what he had, it multiplied to what he needed. How many of us have missed giving thanks for what we have? We're so focused on what we need and what we don't have. We're so focused on our other person that we know that seems like God's blessing them more than me. Seems like they've got what I don't have. It seems like they've got more. Why is God doing that? Why is? And he said, give thanks. He gave us an example. Give thanks for what you have. Give thanks for what you have right now. Give, you don't have to wait for the, the multiplication is coming. The multiplication, the giving thanks sets you up and puts you in position for the multiplication. The giving thanks is I'm thankful for what God gave me right here. He knew that that was supplied by God. He had to have. He said he knew what he would do. He didn't know. I mean, Andrew hadn't told him about the fishes yet. He, he tested Peter. He knew what he would do. He, gave, he was given the loaves, and he thanked God for them. Jesus knew what he had was enough because he was grateful for it. He was given thanks for what he had and what was to come. We must not be a people of comparison. We must be a people of thanksgiving. Let me say that again. We must not be a people of comparison. We must be a people of thanksgiving. We cannot focus on what we don't have and what someone else has. And oh, well, they've got six loaves and 12 fishes. Don't, don't compare your fishes and your loaves to somebody else's. Give thanks for what you have. Give thanks for what's on your plate. Give thanks for what you already have believe for more believe for the multiplication know that God will do it see when Jesus Jesus was literally thanking him knowing when I pass this it's never going to run out I mean can you imagine I mean not, they were all sitting there going dude you see all these people bro he's praying over two I mean that's going to go for this one guy right here and his wife and then that's it the little boy the little fat kid over there is going to eat all of it Right? I mean, that's what, that's what, and 
And they're focused on the problem. And he knew when I give thanks for this, when I pass it, and I'm going to keep passing it, and I'm going to keep passing it, and I'm going to keep passing it, and then give me those fishes, I'm going to keep passing it, and everybody's going to get some, everybody's going to have more than enough. There was 12 fragments. See, the leftover, the more than enough comes from our thanksgiving. When we give thanks, it puts us in position for God to multiply what you've already got. When we're faithful, you'll see how I tied all this together. When we're faithful in the little, he'll trust us with much. We've got to be and we've got to live a way of life in thanksgiving. Fragments remain only when we're giving thanks for what we already have. Thank you is what qualifies you for the next act of favor. This thanksgiving, let's become addicted to thanksgiving. Let's make, let's make this thanksgiving the thanksgiving where we actually determine, you know what, in everything. You can put that back up there, First Thessalonians. In everything, I'm going to give thanks. I'm, I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to change my life today forevermore. I'm going to be a grateful person. I may have been a murmurer and a complainer, but I'm not going to be anymore. I'm going to find the positive. I'm going to find something to be thankful for. I've got so much to be thankful for. Why don't I give more thanks today? Today I start a new day. Today I start a new path. Today I start a new... Today I'm going to be thankful. Today I'm going to thank God every chance I get. Wake up and find something to thank him for. Don't wake up and complain. Don't start your day with negative. Oh, it's just, it's, oh, I just can't believe I'm going to have to go to this meeting today. I mean, we've all had some meetings we hated to go to. Come on. And you dread it and you complain about it. How many people don't even have a job to go to? Be thankful. Nothing wrong with believing him for the next job that doesn't have meetings that you don't like, right? Nothing wrong with believing God for more. God, I, 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 listen, I'm praying and I'm asking you to give me a job that I like, that you've called me to. But until I get that job, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you're supplying my needs. I'm grateful that you're supplying all my, all of, everything that I need is supplied. And if you're not, if you don't feel like all your needs are being supplied right now, I encourage you to start thanking him in advance for supplying your needs because his word said he'll, says he'll do it. And, if it, and God's not a liar. I, I would seriously, if that's you tonight, today, this morning, I would encourage you to ask God where you've missed it. I know that's hard and nobody likes to hear that, but God's not a liar. So if he said he'll supply all of his needs, then, then we've got to really introspectively look at our lives and say, okay, Lord, where, where did I miss it? Help me budget if it's finances, if it's your job, help me be the best employee I can be. My kids are all over the place. Help me be the best parent I can be. Be thankful, be grateful. You know, you can have contentment and still be, un, you know, still be desiring more. Nothing wrong with desiring more. I'm not saying, you know, the Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. That's what I'm encouraging you to do. And I want to end because like I said, I went, I went long last week, but as I close and as I pray, listen, let's take this Thanksgiving and let's be grateful. 
We've got so much to be grateful for. Aren't you, aren't you thankful? I know I've asked you a thousand times, but seriously, aren't you just thankful? Didn't that, I hope that that inspired you just to continue to not only be thankful internally, but let's thank God. Let's, let's go around and let's open our mouths and let's thank God. Let's, let's let other people, let your kids, let your family see you thank God. Maybe that might be new for them to see that side of you. Who cares? It matters what you do to God and that you please him. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, you are a good God. You are for me and not against me. Your word says that I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field, that I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. Lord, that you want to cause me to to, to be blessed and to increase. Lord, I thank you for it. I'm trying to give you all an example and get you a little bit excited, but y'all aren't getting excited with me. Come on, as we go out of here, get excited with me. Can y'all just give God a little bit? How about we do this? Stand up on your feet as we close, and let's just give God a little bit of praise this morning before we go. Can y'all do that? Just lift your hands and just, Lord, open your mouth with me and thank him. Thank him for something. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Lord, we worship you this morning. Lord, we glorify your name. Lord, we thank you for this amazing service we've had today. And Lord, we give you all the thanks. Lord, we give you all the honor. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Lord, we know because of what you've done for us, we can walk in your blessings. We can walk in your covering. We can walk in your safety. We can walk in your protection. And Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Everybody shout out and say amen.